Welcome everybody to another episode of the Business Boys, episode 3535, with my main man Spence. How you doing over there? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Um, been a while since the last time we talked. Literally nothing has changed between working and trying to catch up on Game of Thrones. Uh, I have no life, so uh, <laughs> rocking the extra large double-double today because I stayed up till 5 a.m. watching fucking Game of Thrones. Oh, I can't believe you started that. I, I still haven't seen it yet. Well, I had already started it, and now I'm kind of continuing my binge um, when I can. So, yeah. Enjoying it. That's it. What's up with you, man? Not much. It was nice having you here a few weeks ago. Loving the new. Lo- oh yeah. Back to yeah. The, back to the like the early twenties hair hairstyle on you. I like it. Those who can't see it, it does look fresh. Oh yeah, I cut it again too. I know. I, I, I can trim the top down because it was uh, it looked like a rooster. <laughs> My grandma completely ripped me on it. By the way, I think she had had a few glasses of wine before <laughs> she ripped me. But uh, yeah, thank you Facetime for that. That's hilarious. And uh, yeah, weather's getting warmer. The sundress Woo. season is upon us. Uh, patio season. Patio season. Or as we call it in uh, Quebec, terrasse. Terrasse. I got a massive, you can't really tell from FaceTime, but I have a massive burn on my nose and forehead. Do no, I, I can't tell. Your beard is too bushy. You look <laughs> like Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, but I, was, I got some sun for sure. Going to get a nice peel soon. Um, Ooh, enjoying. That's not good. Gotta hit up the uh, the aloe, aloe vera. Oh yeah, I've been I've been dunking in that stuff, but it's such a oh. bad burn. I put the aloe on, and like five minutes later, it's gone. Yeah, um, you were telling me that uh, they're making a Mario Kart mobile game. I was so unfortunately, upon further reading, it's not going to be available right away in Canada. But they're doing some beta testing soon. It's um, bullshit. I know, I know. Canada, Canada gets fucking burned Canada. a lot. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that. Mario Kart's good. Mobile gaming is uh, really picking its way up. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think in, so it's going to be definitely in the States, they're going to be launching their, uh, their beta. And then uh, hopefully it'll roll around not too long, but that's going to be around September. Uh, you can go sign up if you're in the States to, to take part in their beta. But uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, mobile gaming, it's coming a long way. It's, I have uh, the, uh, y- you are, uh, quite well versed in the mobile game multiverse shall we say uh is that a fair fair statement to make i love yeah i love mobile games yeah. uh i'm the complete opposite i have the uh, phone games of a seven-year-old man i think i have cribbage uh backgammon risk and oh hell something like that so um <laughs> what's popular now i know clash of something is is huge because um, this is a uh, this is a pretty big market. Like Microsoft's was doing a developer development conference thing today. We'll talk about it in a second. They were talking about some Minecraft AR game for mobile. Um, yeah, I mean, I, when you said Minecraft, I went right away. I thought of Minesweeper, which is a sick game. It's also a good game, but uh, I was never very talented at Minesweeper. <laughs> I never. Patient. I don't think I ever like understood the game fully as a kid. You know. Oh, it's all math. Anyways, but, but dude, yeah, don't you just doesn't doesn't the game just want to make you want to shit your pants? Yeah, because you think everything's gonna blow up. Yeah, I it's love like freaking operation pants. or yeah. I, I don't like those games. I get too nervous. <laughs> What's it? What was the other one where you had to place all like the puzzle pieces in, and then when the timer runs out, it just blows up and ruins all your work. 
You ever play that one? Yeah. It was like a little blue box or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I can't uh, think of it. But anyways, yeah. So big, 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 big industry. So pop goes perfection. No, this is not it's just fucking perfect. That game was so scary. Oh, I know, and it's impossible to do. It is 100 percent that game killed someone. It must have been <laughs> someone with cardiac arrest. I mean, pop goes perfection. But yeah, anyways, we're already off completely off the wall. We're here. We're here. We're back. All I'm right. bringing it back. So global gaming industry in 2018, $137 billion industry. Mobile gaming counts for over half of that, $70.3 billion. Uh, and that'll keep getting bigger. I mean, oh, it's yes. like mobile advertising, how it's just completely taken over. Yeah. So uh, mobile gaming is uh, it takes over 76% of all app revenue. So uh, there's I got some stats. Stats guy pulled up some stats, but we all know he's a little shy to get on the, the pod, so he just sent them my way. So you were asking which uh, games were, I guess, bringing in the most revenue. Clash Royale is what I play and Clash of Clans. They are not there in the top five. So top grossing mobile game apps at $526 million, Pokemon Go, which I just recently downloaded because I have internet on my phone now. Scoop up a few Pokemon on the way to the Metro in the morning. Uh, Fortnite, $510 million. Candy Crush, $403 million. And then... Roblox and Toon Blast, uh, both under 250 million, but those are the next the next two highest grossing, which I've never heard of. Um, but the interesting facts are, and like even Candy Crush, I, I couldn't believe like that so many people play Candy Crush Saga. But um, so the age breakdown of mobile gamers. This one surprised. There's a couple stats in here that surprised me. So of all the the age brackets. The highest percentage is, so the highest percentage of gamers comes in at the category of 55 years and older. 23% of mobile gamers are 55 years and older. Dude, those are the people like me. They're playing those card games. Yeah. So 13 to 17 years old is only 8%. 18 to 24, 14%. 25 to 34, 21%. And then it's all it's pretty of, well spread out. Yeah, thirty-four to forty-four, nineteen, forty-five to fifty-four, fifteen, and then fifty-five plus twenty-three percent. So some interesting well, stats there. So some interesting stats from Stats Guy. I thought were quite interesting. Um, so definitely they're they're getting into the older market and the female market as well. And I think that the the ease of spend and the fact that they're such small, like small, because I was talking to someone who who plays Candy Crush. And they were like, yeah, like she's like in the span, like I went through like a binge of like three months and like I haven't really played as much since then, but it's like, yeah, I spent like 60 bucks on like little like $3, like, oh, extra lives and stuff like that. So it like, it's like little small little money that adds up over time. Speaking of something that made a ton of money and uh, appeals to a large group, uh, diverse group, diverse demographic, shall we say, um, Avengers Endgame. It's made $2 billion already. Uh, I haven't even seen the first Avenger. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, me neither. But uh, Marvel, I think Marvel's first movie was Iron Man in 2008. I mean, what, what a money-making machine that's been for Disney. Woo! Just printing bills. It, it'll probably be the highest-grossing movie of all time. I think Avatar's at $2.7 billion, so. I think they just passed Titanic today. Yeah. I mean, they eat that shit up in China, too. So... 
I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, Disney's going to have 15 of the top 20 highest grossing movies, you know, the box office. It's crazy. I yeah. should probably watch them. Yeah, I mean, they look super cool. I, superhero movies never really interested in me that much. Like, they're just, like, you know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, there was also this past weekend, I didn't watch it live because it was too long for me, but that Berkshire uh, Hathaway annual shareholder meeting, pretty much like an eight-hour Q&A with Warren Buffett and uh, Charlie Munger, where they destroy Diet Coke on stage or regular Coke, I'm not sure, but they probably had seven or eight each. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I, I, I read a quick highlight thing. I mean, I'm not going to watch it. Like, they're buying Amazon shares, which is kind of interesting. Uh, a little bit late to the party on that one, but I completely agree with them that it's uh, definitely a value play, even though the stock look ex- looks expensive now. And another part I kind of liked was he talked about... Uh, when he first bought Berkshire Hathaway, how the CEO was trying to screw screw him over, so he screwed the CEO back over and just bought the whole company, even though it wasn't the right thing to do. I just thought that was funny. What was? Just give, oh, just maybe make an incorrect. You know, you make a mistake, an incorrect business decision, just to give a fuck you to a guy trying to screw you over. You gotta do it sometimes. You gotta you know? do it. Yeah, it builds character. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like um, it's like when like is that a, hilarious though he just buys a textile company like it doesn't work so he just shuts it down but runs everything else through that company it acts as a holding company. What a boss. Yeah. Anyways, that that was like eight hours on Saturday. I did not watch that. Uh, That's I had to so watch long. Game of Thrones, as I said. Also, had to watch the Raptors. Sick win yesterday. Kawhi Leonard putting the team on his back. Yeah, Kyle Lowry ain't going to do it. Eh? He's been taking some serious heat again. Yeah. I, have. I feel like he's just, like, not that good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just, he he tries so hard, and that's why he does well in the regular season. But when it's, like, playoff time. He was time, all right last game. He was all right. Yeah. He was all right. Like, he, he tries hard. You can't, you can't put too much pressure. He's like Romo, you know? Like, Tony Romo <laughs> is, like, all right quarterback. But, like, every time they lose he's in the playoffs. He's a superstar like, announcer. Yeah. Oh, he is a superstar announcer, I must say. Yeah, you get so excited, and oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, Facebook got a $5 billion fine, or they're going to get one. Speeding ticket for them, which is hilarious. What do regulators do with that money? I mean, they, they must pay off uh, people who are suing them for the privacy thing, but, I mean, is it all of that go to, like, what, what, goes, what happens to the rest of it? I'm sure it goes into like, like, it's like revenue. A bonus, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) for sure. But like, yeah. So now people are starting to like come up. Like, like I know there's this company glitch, and the CEO, his name's Anil Dash, came out. He wrote a little article about uh, like kind of what we were saying a few podcasts ago with like one of the other Facebook scandals is like. People are saying more and more, it's less of like a Facebook or a Google crisis and more of like an FTC crisis. And it's like people need to catch up and figure out what's going on. And because it's not like the the whole process of finding these companies is based on like, you know, like finite like customers. But when you like it's like when you own the entire marketplace, like when you have such large market share, it's like like a. It's exactly like big oil, man. Like these oil companies get fined all the time. It's 
you know, it's, you, you like pencil it into the to the expenses when you're doing the, the pr- business projections. For the <coughs> yeah, like for Google, sure. man. The Google gets fine. It's got a bunch of fines. These things are they just make like print cash. They can Zuckerberg's is like it's cheaper for them to pay the fines than to fix their procedures. So yeah, like why? No, 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 like they just pay them. Um, I quickly tuned into the Microsoft Build Developer Conference today. It was in Seattle. Beautiful, lovely Seattle. Never been. Um, <laughs> it was pretty cool. They're showing this thing like augmented reality meetings. It's kind of like the future of the workplace, right? Where everyone's like at home in these VR, AR headsets, and you're you can kind of see like someone else's avatar, and you can see when they're working on something. You can like collaboratively work on something together, and then everything is controlled with like a voice assistant. So it's like replacing the real life assistant with the voice assistant you're working in the virtual space uh as someone who's lazy is all lazy as hell and works from home i mean i'm all in i'm loving this stuff (laughs) i'm loving it um i thought it was was pretty interesting it was uh yeah it was cool never gonna have to go to the office again you could be working you can have like your own private island and work in silicon valley (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they have a lot of islands there, bro. No, no, like the like you can live on a private island, like in the Bahamas or whatever. Yeah, but like okay. with the AR technology, you can work for Silicon Valley company and just go to meetings all the time. But like, should be naked on the beach. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, if you are traveling a lot, or it's just more convenient for everyone. I find. Yeah. I don't think it'll totally replace um, people getting together and actually working on stuff. It'll just supplement it. Anyways, um, yeah, there's a ton of IPOs just flooding the market. Like U- Uber's launching Friday. It's f- gonna be fucking madness. Yeah. Nine billion raise. Uh, supposedly they're like offering their drivers shares and everything. I think there's too many. I think there's too many shares. Like there's not enough demand, too much supply. Never good for an IPO. You never really know at the at the same time, but man, yeah, there's there's been so many of them, um, all of them flooding the market. Like the Beyond Meat one was beyond insane. What did it What did it end up getting up to? I know it was like one plus one forty eight at one. Well, it's point. over four billion now. The value is, I think they were supposed to launch at like twenty five thirty bucks a share. By the way, I called this two weeks ago. I said it's gonna fly, because this is what happens when you get some, a, a company that goes IPO. It's not a big valuation, a billion or a billion and a half. And they really have no results, man. <laughs> it's like <laughs> their gross margins were negative until this year. And it's it's so slow to make one of those um, plant-based burgers that they make. I mean, it's nowhere close to keeping up with a slaughterhouse, as wrong as those may be. Um, it's nowhere near as efficient or as quick. So they can't meet any supply. So... Basically, you just have an idea, a concept, and people will run run to the hills with that, right? Yeah, it's, it's also need. like a feel good in investment a bull market. Too, that's you all know? you need. I get it. No, I was interested too at twenty five, thirty bucks, but now it's just like crazy. And like even like now, like this week, you're seeing all sorts of like you know like all the companies, all the fast food chains are, are pushing it. The grocery stores are pushing it. You're seeing the advertisements everywhere. I don't know if it's just because I was researching it. And it's they're like 
the AI is like force feeding me the the like the ads or they're just out there all over the place but I've seen a lot of them lately and I, I don't know if it's really gonna be like as like I think it'll be big like I think it's a great thing but I don't think it's gonna like re- like for vegans and stuff like I've been talking to a few and like I don't think it's gonna replace like their meals like I don't think they're gonna start having burgers for dinner like they're gonna stick to their lentils and vegetables and plant-based proteins and like I feel like it's more of like a nice to have like if you're out with your friends and your friends are like like you know your shit face at 2am you want to go to McDonald's you can get like a vegan burger and it's delicious but I, I really don't think it's going to start replacing people's dinners and stuff I don't think any of that I get what you're saying I don't think any of that matters like until they're able to actually kind of uh, optimize the manufacturing process and the supply chain <laughs> Like, and we, we can't know that, or at least I can't, or I don't feel like doing the research necessary to understand the supply chain and how they actually, I watched like a five minute YouTube video on how they make this shit. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and say that I understand freaking uh, molecular chemistry or whatever the hell they're doing in the lab. But I mean, uh, there's just no chance to compete with the traditional players right now. So you can't even meet the demand at a profitable price point. And that's the other thing, too. It's way more expensive. I mean, people are pretty, when they're buying for food, they're pretty price sensitive, right? In a certain, I get it, like organic and, and natural food, quite a big niche market now. But still, the, the general um, population yeah. is very price sensitive to food. And I'm saying that because I'm super price sensitive to food. I pretty much only buy stuff when it's on sale. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I go to the. Ch- I literally go shop at the cheapest grocery store, the second cheapest grocery store I know in Montreal. Marché Pea. You gotta save when you can. Yeah. <laughs> New butcher at Marché Pea though this week uh, on Park. John Mellos starting his stage. <laughs> Jimmy's little bro. Um, <laughs> I, I went. By the way, just quick. I went out Friday for uh, some happy hour cocktails, some distilled beverages. And uh, I think I have like an issue every time, you know, we're getting the bills. It's time to leave. And I'm like, all right, before we go, we got to do like two, at least two shots each. You know, we've only had three, four beers. It's not, we can't just leave now. <laughs> you know, you're doing, okay. Four Jack Daniels shots. Um, well, if 13 I mean, you know, we don't drink to like go, we please. used to back in the day. We used to, we used to, um, you know, we used to drink pretty hard. We had we some pretty, pretty crazy stories. Well, it was, it was like, it was just aggressive. Like it was like, cause like we were all very competitive by nature and it got to the point where I was like, I don't want to drink anymore, but I don't want to like tap out. Like I want to drink, I want Spencer to give up drinking, you know, before I give up. <laughs> Fuck. You just play Pong. Like sometimes you're like, I don't want another beer, but I want to win more Pong. And it would just get super, super aggressive. And then you get carried away. And next thing you know, we're walking home from your birthday. It's a five-minute walk. It takes us 45 minutes after a $300 <laughs> tab at a local fucking local watering, watering hole. hole. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we had this one friend. We'll, we'll call him Silly Boy. We, I think it was his birthday night, and uh, this kid was just such a wild card. Never knew what you were going to get with them. Usually would disappear throughout the night or, or puke or pass out. We, we did a pre-drink and we're doing a power hour, which is a shot of beer every minute for, for an hour. And we made him do it with Goldschlager. 
Oh, silly boy. I, I think it was every every five minutes he had to do a shot, and he polished the bottle off in under an hour. It was uh, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't a seven fifty though. It was uh, no, it was a Mickey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Either way, he, he did it like a champ. I just remember we we're taking the bus downtown and go out. No, we were going. That was he, we went. From I don't even that think he made it in the, the bar. Drink, and then we went. <laughs> I don't to even think he made it in the bar. He was half dead on, on the bus. Another time we go. We went to his cottage for for a huge cottage party. Kid had like two beers. He went to bed at eleven. I mean, you just this is wild card. <laughs> this is like like when you're older, you look back like, oh, those wild cards make those are the people who make the nights great. They make or break, absolutely. Yeah. I I remembered a, a good story from uh, it was right after you and I lived together. Um, so remember we used to go to the diner. It's like me, Spence. We had another roommate. Um, we used to go to the diner all the time, like three thirty, four in the morning, always the same waitress. And, uh, it was a little while after, uh, you had moved to Toronto and, uh, the other silly boy number two, we'll call him Blondie. Uh, Blondie was on vacation or something like that. So I walk in to the, to the, to the diner and she's like, where have you been? And again, it was like three thirty, four in the morning. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you haven't come for a while. She's like, I have a hilarious story for you. And I was like, all right. Like, she's like, do you remember the last time you were here? And I'm like, obviously not, you know? So she tells me that I, I walked up to this guy. And she's like, you walked up to this guy. And you were just like super loud. And I was like, I told him he looked like George Strombolopoulos. And I was like, man, you look like George Strombolopoulos. Da, da, da. And then I like went on my merry way. The funny story is it was George Strombolopoulos and like he had just like lost some weight and like poor fucking George Strombolopoulos. It's like four in the morning and he's at some diner in Montreal cracked out of his head for sure. And he's like, I hope no one notices me. Like, I hope no one notices me. And then this like six foot three hairy Greek guy walks over and tells him he looks like himself. Hey, when you're uh much music VJ growing up, you know, that's, <laughs> comes with, comes with the job. That's people going to recognize you, even if it's 4 a.m. and you're blazed out of your mind or whatever he was at some <laughs> diner in Montreal. Hero. It's not a, it's not a classy location either. I would, I would say it's delicious, but. Oh, it was delicious. It's closed now, right? It's a cafe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Moe's new, diner. new ownership. <laughs> it's Moe's Diner right <laughs> next to the AMC. <laughs> Uh, the old, the old forum, and uh, and, and she works at Fats now. Oh my god! Great pool bar. Yeah. Well, we, we probably shouldn't uh, discuss her her personal life too much on the uh, podcast. No, no, no. Yeah, just, yeah, just in case she's listening. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at four a.m. somewhere at her shift at the pool bar. <laughs> Anyways, buddy, my my uh, my Tim Hortons is done, and I got some Game of Thrones to watch. Oh, nice. So. I, I know a, you got a meeting. You're a business, busy businessman as well. I got a, I got a meeting, and then a meeting. Uh, if you guys want a cool workout Instagram to follow, check out Greg's Grind. We're gonna go run the Mount Royal Hill with a few gents. So I'm gonna That's go amazing. Take, take part of that at nine, and then come Good home and you. demolish some popcorn. <laughs> you and popcorn, huh? Bro, I love <laughs> popcorn. We're gonna have to get you to. Uh, Maybe next show or something. You got to tell the people how to properly make popcorn. Oh you know? yes, yes, yes. Because you're quite the uh, the chef with the popcorn. All right, next episode, popcorn All chef right. coming right at you. It's just the best sponge for butter. <laughs> From all of us here, 
business boys we wish you guys a, a pleasant couple of weeks enjoy the weather wear your sunscreen get some aloe fire up those barbecues put on those sundresses and have a merry jerry time <laughs> check you later peace out